Welcome back, children of the revolution, to What You're Not Listening To, the audio educational and anthology series here on acespadespdx.com. Um, and I am Daddy Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr., your host, show producer, webmaster, audio engineer, researcher, videographer, and writer, doing it all here on the DIY. Yes, for the award-winning series that I'm presenting here. And now um, we're looking at part two of a current series. Uh, and this is entitled Really Old School, Volume 2, Early Hip-Hop, 1982 and 1983. Three years after the initial wave of hip-hop singles released on vinyl made a sudden impact, the genre went into completely different directions at a rapid pace, much of this stirred on by advancements in technology and a refocus on lyrical themes. Um, Warning, there are no ballads in this program. Repeat, no ballads. Alrighty, now that that's out of the way. And, well, that didn't take long, did it? Uh, Based upon the incredible positive feedback from last week's Early Hip Hop 79 through uh, 81 program, uh, we are presenting part two in the series this week featuring tracks from 1982 and 1983. The nascent hip-hop genre, which was only three years in official vinyl releases, went through a massive transformation by 82. There were still the party songs and boasting raps, but technology was changing this scene at a pace never before seen in music history. Additionally, some of the lyrics started to reflect the struggles of daily black life in America not seen in almost a decade after the end of the era of the message song, and some dealt with themes that were literally out of this world, which were partially a reflection of the technology. The latter would encompass themes that would later be called Afrofuturism. Yes, can you still record? Tell, I record these in one take. The advancements were keeping pace with the rest of society. Digital technology was here and infiltrating every single part of our lives in the early 80s. Digital recording techniques were becoming more commonplace with affordable polyphonic keyboards and drum machines made by companies such as Yamaha, Roland, and Korg, and small portable studio equipment with Tascam being a favorite meant anyone with a little money and a small amount of space could release industry standard recordings. Along with these advancements were the still expensive but becoming more affordable digital samplers, such as the Fairlight, which would alter hip-hop forever, as digital sampling is still the primary use today for this task. This also meant that hip-hop immediately started to leave behind its disco and early 70s funk roots for a type of music soon to be known as electro, which also started to alter the sound of black R&B and overall dance music as well. Interestingly, the later 70s funk groups, such as Parliament Funkadelic, were becoming a major source of inspiration. This was able to give rise to a hip-hop phenomenon that wasn't about rappers, songwriters, musicians, or DJs, but that of breakers, known by the mainstream as breakdancers, with its purveyors known in the scene as b-boys and b-girls. These were, along with graffiti aerosol artists, the most visually important statement of the early hip-hop scene. Breaking was a type of highly original, syncopated, postmodern dance derived from black culture, as opposed to white classical origin, such as ballet, um, and that at times used acrobats akin to gymnastics. It could be performed solo, in tandem with a partner, or in groups. Uh, Its first real introduction to mainstream media, no, I'm not talking about Tommy in 1975, uh, but this occurred in 1982 with the film Wild Style, directed by avant-garde artist Charlie Ahern, a man who helped bring what was then called street culture to the attention of the highbrow New York City art scene. Again, with technology being a major force in the rise and popularity of the breakers, large portable stereos known as boomboxes became the norm, often replete with at least one cassette deck and a built-in equalizer. These dancers were no longer tethered to the street parties of yore, but could, with enough D-sized batteries, and believe me, they took a lot, take their performance art anywhere they wished. Hip-hop culture responded in kind with all sorts of new styles of tracks, many of them incredibly beat-heavy and filled with long instrumental passages, and these became the de facto choice for breakers. An interesting development of this was what the music started to get faster for some recording acts and slower from others, um, with an often increasing use of spare soundscapes to emphasize the new tech signaling an almost clean break from the lush strings and horn charts of disco that once was its heartbeat. An interesting byproduct was the use of distorted vocals, which previously had to use very speed tape players and voice boxes, the latter extensively used by Peter Frampton on his mega-selling Frampton Comes Alive album in 76, but now could be altered digitally with the touch of a button. Uh, 
In addition to uh, these developments, hip-hop was starting to be taken seriously by influential mainstream critics, and the once-neighborhood block party feel-good music in New York City was creeping into other genres, including electronic dance, jazz fusion, soul, and pop music, which also meant that white people were becoming fascinated with this new future in music, and were already in groups with black members or releasing singles on their own. I am told by those far better in the know uh, than I am, uh, knowledge and understanding and respect for hip-hop and its roots are vital. This is the second part in a series of shows presented intermittently that focus on some fan favorites and key uh, tracks in hip-hop's first decade. And you know, I said intermittently last week. (laughs) I thought the next one might come out in about five or six weeks. Well, uh, something tells me if the the feedback on this one's good, we're going to be doing part three as well uh, next week. And um, we're going to be kicking off our show today, our very full show. Um, Our first artist got to start back in 1961. Yes, 60 years ago as the sideman for jazz legend Donald Byrd, playing piano. He recorded a series of classic albums for the legendary Blue Note label in the genre known as soul jazz, and even worked with Miles Davis for many years, including during his electric period. This artist's 73 album, Headhunters, um, is considered a seminal jazz fusion album. This track, his biggest hit and a landmark in electro and jazz hip-hop, started a career renaissance that would culminate in the Grammy Album of the Year Award for River, the Joni Letters, in 2008. Fans of this program who know of my involvement annually for the last six years with my major jazz program every April 30th, he is also the president of International Jazz Day, a UNESCO program, that's the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, and he still performs to this day. From 1983, from the album Future Sock. This is the album version of Rocket by Herbie Hancock, and we'll see you in about a half an hour.
sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. People pissing on the stage, you know they just don't care I can't take the smell, can't take the noise Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice Rats in the front room, roaches in the back Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far Cause a man with the tow truck repossessed my car Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under Standing on the front stoop Hanging out the window Watching all the cars go by Roaring as the breezes blow A crazy lady living in a bag Eating out of garbage pails Used to be a fag hag Such a dash to tango Skipped the life and dango A zircon princess Seemed to lost her senses Down at the peep show Watching all the creeps So she could tell the stories To the girls back home She went to the city And got so, so, so ditty She had to get a pimp She couldn't make it on her own Don't push me Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV Says she watches too much, it's just not healthy All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight The bill collectors, they ring my phone And scare my wife when I'm not home Got a bum education, double digit inflation Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station Neon King Kong standing on my back Can't stop to turn around Broke my sacroiliac, a mid-range migraine Cancer membrane, sometimes I think I'm going insane I swear I might hijack a plane Don't push me Call, I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under Cause the teacher's a jerk, he must think I'm a fool And all the kids smoke reefer, I think it'd be cheaper If I just got a job, learn to be a street sweeper I dance to the beat, shuffle my feet Wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey They push that girl in front of the train Took her to the doctor, sold her arm on the game Stabbed that man right in his heart Gave him a transplant for a brand new start I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw Don't push me cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under Sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. A child is born with no state of mind Blind to the ways of mankind God is smiling on you but he's frowning too Because only God knows what you'll go through You'll grow in the ghetto living second rate And your eyes will sing a song cause deep hate The places you play and where you stay Looks like one great big alleyway You'll admire all the number book takers Thugs, pimps and pushers and the big money makers Driving big cars, spending twenties and tens And you wanna grow up to be just like them <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers 
burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void, walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turned stick-up kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used in the to serve like hell to one day you was found hung dead in the cell it was plain to see that your life was lost you was cold and your body swung back and forth but now your eyes sing the sad sad song of how you live so fast and die so young so don't push me cause i'm close to the edge i'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes it makes me wonder how i keep from going under <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep them going under <laughs> okay. Yo Mel, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man Yo, that sound like cowboy, man Yo, what's up, buddy? Yo Ow, And Miss Creel and Raheem, man Hey, upstairs, cooling out So what's up for the night, y'all? Yo, we can go down to the fever, man Let's take out Junebug, man Hey, yo, you know that girl, Betty? Yeah, man My mom's got balls, man nah, What? Yeah, she got hurt What did this happen? What did this happen? What's going on? Don't nobody move nothing Y'all know what this is Get him up Get him up Yo, man, we down with Grand Master Flash and the Furious Five
Another world is safe for freedom, justice, and the galactic funk. Time to ride off into the universe, partners. Alrighty, and welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to, the award-winning audio, edu- audio educational and anthology program here on AcePadesPDX.com. I'm still here on Monkey Bear, Ben Brown Jr., doing it all here the DIY. Let's recap. We've heard our, uh, in a very exciting show here. Um, I like to think they're all excited. This one really has just been, these last two have been fantastic, haven't they? Really old school, volume two, early hip-hop, 82 to 83. And we kicked it all off with Rocket, the album version of that from uh, the LP Future Shock by Herbie Hancock from 83. Following that, the 12-inch single A-side to Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Fives, 1982 landmark, The Message. Um, and this recording was uh, a stark departure for the group. And according to Grandmaster Flash himself, a.k.a. Melly Mel, the band originally didn't want to release it because it wasn't similar to the party anthems they had become known for. The stark instrumentation and the incredibly slow down beat give far more emphasis to the lyrics, which detailed nothing but sad endings for the two characters in the song. A woman who wanted to have fun, but it ended up becoming a prostitute, a young thief who ends up going to jail and ends up committing suicide. Considered one of the most important socio-political songs in history, it led the way for a conscious rap scene uh, that would follow by decades end. After that, Clear from 1983 by Cybertron, another 12-inch single A-side, and one of the first, if not the first band in a brand new electronic dance uh, genre called Electro, Cybertron were a trio from Detroit, Michigan, which is ground zero uh, for all dance music in the United States. In addition uh, to using hip-hop beats set to imaginative keyboard skills, the band were also one of the first acts embraced by breaking and hip-hop cultures to feature black and white members. All also played more traditional instruments and were producers. The group made up keyboardist Juan Atkins, guitarist John Housley, and a Vietnam veteran, producer and composer Richard Davis, who went by the name, believe this or not, 3070, broke up shortly after the release of what was their debut album, um, a landmark recording called Enter, as the band were literally split on which way to go musically. After that, the song we just heard, another 12-inch single A-side, Nucleus, that's N-E-W-C-L-E-U-S, from 1983, Jam on Revenge, yes. Originally one of the earliest hip-hop groups to actively and consistently use their music for social commentary, Nucleus, from New York City, featured male and female members. This track was written as a response to the comments uh, from the DJ of another group, stating that because they didn't have the wiki-wiki sound of a scratching turntable, they would never make it professionally in hip-hop. Founding DJ and producer Ben Senek was not happy with the state of all the party music in hip-hop at the time, himself being way going way back into the early 70s uh, with his genre, as referenced by his negative take on lyrics to the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight song mentioned in this track. This is an early example of a diss track in hip-hop, diss being short for disrespect, a movement that would seemingly get ridiculously out of control with the Roxanne Wars a year later. In our next show, we will be talking about that. Yes, that was a thing. <laughs> 30 Years War, Six Day War, the Roxanne Wars. <laughs> and yes, here we are. All right. Now, uh, kicking off part two here, and the act leading our second half hails from the residential middle-class neighborhood of Hollis in Queens, New York, an area that is primarily made up of people of color. The three members, Jam Master Jay, a, uh, who was known to his parents as Jason Mazel, uh, Daryl DMC McDaniels, and Joseph Run Simmons, started uh, their hugely successful career with this single, which was backed by another impressive song, Sucker MCs. They were the first hip-hop act to have a music video played at MTV, the first hip-hop act on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, the only hip-hop act at Live Aid, and the first hip-hop act to be nominated for a Grammy Award, and also the first hip-hop act to appear on the television program, dance program, American Bandstand. My God. Even though there are one-off appearances by the group occasionally, the band effectively ceased after the murder of Mazelle at a recording studio in 2002. This is the 7-inch single A-side to Run DMC's 1983 hit, It's Like That, and we will see you just before the grand finale.
Beginning and an end with a twist. A very small creature, no eyes, no toes. Top it all off, got a white panty hole. Shocking to the eye, as strange as it seems. I was scared of him and he was scared of me. We both took precautions and took close inspection. Then we both took a step in the same direction. Closer we came with each step faster. Then I introduced myself as the very first chapter. Say hello. He did a strange prance and I recognized it as the old Smurf dance. With no more to fear, I put a smile on my face. I said it's gonna be fun out here in space. He had no name, so I named T.E. And wherever I went, he would follow me. He was no enemy, he was my friend. Then I said to myself, I think I'll keep him. We're the true blue chapters, one, two, three. So come on, GV, and tell your odyssey. Well, I was cruising in my space shuttle on my way to Mars. Just me and my girl, so we could look at the stars. Then we saw this spaceship appear from nowhere. I looked at my girl, I said, have no fear. Then I heard a voice that shook me viciously. It said, I'm the best rapper in the galaxy. I said, hold on, my brother, that just can't be. Cause I'm GV, huh, of the chapter three. He said, if you think you're good, let's have a contest. I said, fine with me, cause I'll make you fest. So I calmly picked up the microphone. And then I started to rock him off that baton. And then I rocked the mic, and then his knees got weak. And when it was through, he didn't even want to speak. He just got in the ship, and before he went away, he just cursed. And this is what he had to say. He said, And we're the true blue chapters, one, two, three. So come on, CJ, and tell you how to see. Well, economic wise, you shouldn't be surprised that the way we're being treated by the president's guys. So much we have to give in the civilization. Well, the main problem is all about inflation. Not only with this, do we have to contend? We got to think about bombs that spell the end. So everyone hop aboard, sit side by side. CJ is the pilot of the magical rock. Why don't you fasten that bell? Get yourself set for it. Why don't you and then and then and never forget that CJ's got the power, the force to boot. Never all. Your space streets have got the crazy loot Cause I'm your force feel and you got it like We're gonna hit warp speed So hold on tight, we got a straight, straight course Pass the black hole, let loose your spirit And unleash your soul, let yourself go With the king of the fish, a Pisces Your command is a my wish So don't think I'm trying to con ya Cause you know CJ is on ya Yeah Everybody, listen to this. We got a brand new twist that you can't resist. Uh, we got a fucking dance from Earth, and for what it's worth, we call it the Smurf. Ah, now everybody, let your body go back. Don't give up the slack. Be the leader of the pack. Ooh, now go in motion. Grab your turf, and in no time at all, you be doing the Smurf, doing the Smurf, 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 Smurf. Well, I said we don't need no music 
here in outer space. All you need is a chapter three and a clap in the hands of you, the human race. And welcome back, one and all, <laughs> once again to the, uh, we're nearing the end here, of What You're Not Listening To's uh, program. The second in this particular series, uh, which will eventually be five parts, yes, really old school volume two, early hip hop, 82 through 83. My God, what a great trip this has been. And uh, let's recap what we've heard in uh, the second part of our show before we go to grand finale. Yes, all good things must come to an end. Kicked it all off with a seven-inch version of It's Like That by Run DMC from 83. Um, after that, Al Naifish, uh, The Soul, uh, from 1983 by Hashim, a 12-inch single A-side there. Uh, another. This was another favorite of The Breakers. Known to his parents as Gerald C. Khalees Jr., Hashim's biggest accomplishments aren't as a recording artist, but a music industry insider and record label founder. With two partners, uh, he founded Cutting Records in New York City, which was home to many dance, hip-hop, Latin freestyle, and new jack swing artists, including Karina, whose pop tent... single Temptation was nationally distributed by Atlantic and Two in a Room who scored a major dance fad recording with Wiggle It. You gotta wiggle it just a little bit. (laughs) Insanely catchy as well. He was also a member of the hip-hop groups The High Fidelity 3 and The Imperial Brothers. This song was recorded using Get This. Let's talk about DIY. A $50 Casio keyboard that also had a combination calculator with it. And that happened. Currently, he is involved with Basement Music, and that's B-A-S-S-M-I-N-T, and uh, that's an online record label. And the song we just heard, my God, you know, some of these themes have been a little heavy, so we had to have a little fun here. This is the 12-inch single A-side by, uh, from 1982. From Chapter 3 was The Artist and Smurf Trek. Yes, Smurf Trek was this title of that song. <laughs> And speaking of dance fad records, there was a new dance movement that physically resembled the 60s craze The Swim called The Smurf. 
Yes, named after the little blue cartoon characters. The fad, started by hip-hop funk bassist Tyrone uh, Brunson as an instrumental, soon caught fire, and at least six different Smurf records were out in less than a year. Chapter 3 had three MCs, Golden Voice, CJ and B-Rock, and two DJs, Disco Prince and T-Ski Valley. This version of the craze... um, uh, did take a nod to all the futuristic themes of the then-current hip-hop records, and we talked about Afrofuturism earlier, which was to place the Smurfs and black people in outer space in a very parliament funkadelic mothership connection kind of scenario. The group released only two singles during their career, this track and Real Rock and Groove, and here we are at the last song. This might be an obvious choice for our hip, long-time hip-hop fans, and one I, it was like the first one I knew had to be included. And our last track was the first single by a pioneer who would alter the face of electronic dance music and hip-hop forever. It was released on Tommy Boy Records, which, along with Def Jam and Next Plateau, were challenging Sugar Hill as the preeminent hip-hop label in New York City. The leader was backed by one of the earliest techno and electro uh, production groups, the Soul Sonic Force, and visually, their look borrowed heavily from the outlandish costuming of Parliament Funkadelic. This track would not see an LP release until 1986, due to their contract stating they could only issue singles. It was produced by the legendary remixer Arthur Baker and was the first million seller for Tommy Boy. This act was also a performer in the very first ever hip-hop tour of Europe, which featured musical performances, graffiti artists, groups of breakers, both male and female. And if you have questions, feedback, dedications, love letters, comments, and concerns are always welcome. Please drop me a line at daddybenbear, one word, daddybenbear at gmail.com. Or find me on my design site at aospdx.com, uh, on LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram. Just type in Ben Brown Jr. Love to you all. And um, I have a feeling, I really have a feeling that we'll be continuing this series next week. Regardless, I promise it will be another fantastic show for all of you. Love to you all. This is the 12-inch single A-Side from 1982, A Planet Rock by Africa Bombada and the Soul Sonic Force. Party people, party people, then you'll get funky. Soul Sonic Force, then you'll get funky. The Zulu Nation, then you'll get funky. Yeah, just hit me. Just hit the and hit me. Just get on down and hit me. That bomb just getting so fucking hot. Hit me. Yeah, just hit me. It's time to chase your dreams. How about the seats? Make your body shake. Socialize. Get down. Let your soul lead the way. Shake it now. Go, Go ladies. ladies. It's a living dream. Love life.
Don't stop. 